like aristotle famously said we are what we do repeatedly excellence then is not an act but a habit james clear in his book atomic habits gives us a framework for building good habits in a sustainable manner and breaking the bad ones i am madhvi ravanan a service delivery head at nokia today i am meeting saro velrajan chief strategy officer at ginkgo's india we'll hear from saro on how he has gone about developing his habits and routines how that resonates with what's covered in the book and much more so let's get started uh, welcome to the grow 10x podcast uh, uh, saro uh, i know you read atomic habits very recently i hope you like the book maybe we can start off with talking about what really an atomic habit is and then uh, you know would you like to recommend the book to others if yes why do you think anybody should pick it up at all go on tell us about it thank you madhavi i'm so thrilled to be part of this uh, podcast and uh, to uh, make it obvious uh, you are the one who pushed me to look at this book and uh, i got motivated started reading it and uh, discovered new techniques that i can follow to develop newer habits or even to sustain habits that i had developed over a period of time so uh, to start with uh, what really is an atomic habit there is a famous quote man makes the habits and habits make the man to me habits are automated behaviors that decide your success or even failure in life uh, in today's world it's very hard to build new habits especially with so many distractions that all of us have like whatsapp facebook instagram ipl movies there are so many things that are trying to compete with each other to grab our attention and time so this book is for uh, two categories of people one for those who are looking for techniques to build lasting good habits and the book is also for people who had already built some great habits but lost their momentum due to probably covid lockdowns or something that happened in their life and they want to get back onto it so this this book is for pretty much everybody awesome thanks saro so thanks for that credit as well uh, my pleasure so uh, let's get to his opening premise right i think james clear's opening premise is uh, you know tiny changes can make a big difference over a period of time in our lives right so he kind of equates this to the power of compounding if you uh let's say improved your performance by even as little as 1% a day then you know in a year's time you're going to uh, turn out to be 37x better than your current performance or 37 times your current performance levels and similarly if you degrade by even as small as 1% a day you're going to get to <laughs> near zero by <laughs> end of the year right <laughs> so you know uh, can you correlate this and tell me or share some of your own routines that you have been practicing over a long period of time and that has given you phenomenal advantages just given the length of time that you have been practicing uh, such routines for uh, tell us about it sir madhvi i'll uh, share my experience on how i developed a fitness routine i'll take you back to the year 2003 I weighed nearly 95 kgs and I had a signature pot belly during that time. And uh, during those days I used to go to bed at 11 o'clock in the night and wake up at 8 o'clock the next day in the morning. So I used to stay with my friends at that time and uh, we had this habit of watching a movie every day after dinner. So when I visited my family during the holidays 
they could hardly recognize me almost all of them were frightened seeing my physique and that was the spark that forced me to change my habits so the first uh, small change that i brought into my life is uh, cutting down on the tv time especially in the night and that enabled me to go to bed early and uh, in turn i was able to wake up early i started walking every day in the morning for about 30 to 45 minutes and when you start developing an exercise routine especially when you feel the pain of losing a kilogram you will appreciate the importance of eating healthy food so slowly i started cutting down on my junk food intake in about a year i lost 15 kgs and since then i have maintained that weight i did my walking routine consistently for a few years got bored with it and then uh, enrolled in a gym and since then i'm uh, having a regular fitness routine so having a fitness routine helps you to feel more energetic more positive get more things done and especially it makes you to beat the daily stress and i'm reaping all the benefits of my fitness routine for the last uh, nearly 17 years fantastic sir going from 90 plus kgs to whatever number you are at now and you know uh, reshaping your identity must have been a, a great accomplishment and glad to hear that you are maintaining your routines for this long so uh, great hearing about that routine of yours uh, let's get to the next one i think another important uh, message that he brings out is uh, our habits can fall into two different categories one category is the are the outcome based habits and the other category uh, is the identity based habits so outcome based habits are habits that we try to develop aspiring for specific outcomes you know i want to shed x kgs i want to publish a book i want to run a marathon these are specific outcome based habits and the identity based habits are you know i want to become a writer i want to be a runner i want to be a fit person so james's argument is when you try and develop habits you know to align with an identity that you want to adopt you know then such habits are more sustainable and you tend to change your behavior to align with the identity as against that if you just looked short term at specific outcomes you may be able to practice some of those habits for a short window of time but then you know those may not be sustainable i think that's a very interesting takeaway from the uh, book are you able to draw any parallels to uh, what james says about outcome based habit and identity based habit did you <laughs> have an identity in mind when you you know developed some of your routines i know you have a variety of routines so you know tell us about it for for somebody who is novice and starting to build their habits i would strongly recommend them not to worry about this uh, outcome based or identity based habits as far as you are building the right habits then just go ahead with it don't worry whether it's outcome based or identity based but uh, i kind of agree with uh, james clear on his perspectives outcome based habits are short lived but identity based habits last longer let me share an experience uh, or an example from my life and uh, i'll take you back to the year 2006 when i joined uh, toastmasters international an organization that helps people to develop their communication skills when i joined toastmasters i realized that uh, i do not have proper writing skills 
I strongly felt the need to develop my writing skills. And one of my mentors uh, recommended me to start the habit of writing diary every day uh, to improve my writing skills. So what I did is uh, every day in the night before I go to bed, I spend about 10 to 15 minutes writing a small snippet of uh, something interesting that happened to me on that day or an interesting person that I met on that particular day. After a few years, uh, one of my friends recommended me to publish some of my interesting experiences from my life in a blog. So I started the habit of blogging. And over the years, I would have written some 500 blog posts. And the consistency in writing blogs regularly helped me to build that confidence to even author my first book on 5G. Today, writing has become my identity. People across the globe uh, recognize me because of my blog or uh, because of my book. But when I started the habit of writing, my intent was not to publish a book. My intent was not to even write a blog. But because writing has become my identity, over the period of time, my uh, social circle recognized my identity and pushed me to explore new things. And that's how I got into blog. And that's how I got motivated to publish a book. So focusing on identity-based habits help you to achieve a lasting success when compared to outcome-based habits that are short-lived. So uh, that's my take on identity-based versus outcome-based uh, habits. And like I said in the beginning, for novice people, don't worry about the nuances of whether it's an identity-based or outcome-based habit. Just focus on the habit. <laughs> Great. Fantastic narrative, uh, Saro. Yeah, even, even I, I admire the fact that over such a long period of time, you are consistently writing. You have moved on from writing blogs to publishing books. Great. Phenomenal accomplishment, I would say. Yeah, let's get to the uh, next theme, right? He says there are uh, four steps in our habit building process, right? He says there's typically a cue or a trigger. And then we crave for some sort of a reward we expect that we can expect out of responding to the cue. So that's the craving. Then our actual response to the cue itself. And the final one is the reward, the actual reward that we get out of our response to the cue. So this, this four, these are the four steps involved in us developing any sort of habit, right? So I am perfectly able to relate to this. Maybe, you know, I'll uh, uh, talk about my own uh, uh, habit of brushing my teeth in the night. I think this is only <laughs> as recent, not as old as yours of, you know, going back to 2003. Maybe I must have started it 10 years ago. So for, my, for me, the cue is my bedtime, right? Before I hit the bed, I want to have that fresh feel in the mouth. So I brush my teeth. My craving is for that freshness in the mouth. And the response is the actual act of brushing the teeth itself. And the reward is the freshness that uh, I feel. So, I mean, this is, a, this, this is something that I've read in the other book, I think, Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg as well, the, the different steps involved in building a habit. Are you also able to break down and see in, in some of your habits where these steps involved? Now, of course, you know, those would have become more automatic over a period of time as we keep doing things, you know, it gets automatic and we become subconscious. We don't even think about why we do what we do, right? So what's uh, your take on his four-step process, uh, uh, Saro? I could uh, relate to my experience in developing my own communication skills. And uh, this happened to me, again, I have to uh, recollect from the year 2006. 
around that time i had completed my uh, masters in business administration mba and uh, i wanted to become a manager and my inspiration at that time was uh, the ceo of my company and uh, i was working for redback and uh, my ceo used to give these uh, quarterly speeches in all hands meeting and he used to set the stage on fire he was such an impressive speaker and uh, i i always thought one day i had to become like him i, I have to give uh, speeches like him and i want to be a great leader and a communicator but uh, i tried different things but i couldn't uh, get to that level and a friend of mine referred me to this organization again toastmasters international that helps people to develop their speaking skills so uh, i started attending toastmasters regularly and uh, it took me about 2 to 3 years for me to develop my communication skills so the cue for me was my ceo who was such an inspiring speaker and uh, what i did as part of uh, developing my communication skills is i made it attractive by going to toastmasters international and delivering speeches myself i i started getting energy by delivering speeches in front of my uh, fellow uh, club members in toastmasters international and uh, over a period of time i started realizing that i can come up with a lot of interesting stories from my own life as well as from the lives of others and uh, that in turn gives you a lot of recognition or so called reward Uh, when you when you go out and transform the lives of people around you so uh, for for every habit or behavior change that you want to bring in uh, uh, you you have to have a very strong uh, cue and you have to make it very attractive and uh, that will trigger a response from you and eventually it will result in some kind of a reward or recognition and i i i i can uh, that that's the experience that i can share from my own uh, personal life uh, to that where i can relate to the the four uh, attributes of uh, building great habits fantastic sir nice to hear of your inspiration being the ceo i'm sure you are you are uh, you are as great a communicator as your that ceo was congratulations on that so now let's get to the uh, main crux of the book uh, uh, sir i think he says there are four laws to our behavior change right uh one is you should make the uh, cue or the habit itself the most obvious thing to do you should make the cue attractive and then you make it easy you make the habit easy to perform and also you make sure the habits are satisfying you know something that is internally satisfying is something that you will easily come back to to repeat right and then he gives specific techniques for uh, under each of these and more than techniques i would say he gives real life examples anecdotes you know some of those i i liked a lot uh i know you spoke about your toastmasters experience any other experience that you want to correlate to or what are some of the techniques you might have applied out of these four different laws anything that you're able to recall uh, that you can you can share here i'll i'll uh, share my uh, recent experience uh, from the covid lockdown Uh, i i told you that uh, i was consistent in my fitness routine and i even enrolled in a gym and uh, becoming a regular uh, 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 visitor to the gym uh, i i sustained I, i was 90% consistent uh, consistent with that habit but it took a beating uh, when the covid lockdowns were announced because um, 
before the lockdowns, it, it used to be like a clockwork. I get up in the morning and go to the gym, uh, work out for about an hour and then start my uh, regular day. But uh, when they announced the lockdown in March last year, that habit uh, could not be sustained. So slowly I recovered from the lockdown and started doing some walks on my terrace in the morning. But that was not adequate to compensate for the increase in weight caused by the sedentary lifestyle because you spend most of the time within your house, you don't go out. And on also the ease of access to good food at home. So thanks to all of that, I added uh, 3.5 kgs in about six months. So I decided to reinvigorate my exercise routine. So I followed uh, the four laws of uh, behavior change uh, recommended by Atomic Habits. The first law, make it obvious. So I wrote on my whiteboard that I want to shed 3.5 kgs in two months. So I made the goal very obvious, not just for me, but also uh, to my family members so that they can keep, keep me honest uh, on uh, what I eat. The second law is uh, make it attractive. So I bought a MI smart band. I resisted the temptation to buy a smartwatch for a very long time, but uh, I bought a very small, low cost uh, smart band to keep track of the number of steps that I take every day. And the smart band uh, motivates me to walk more. Uh, so especially on a given day, if I don't uh, walk, take 5,000 steps, during the night, I uh, push myself to uh, meet that target. Then the third law is make it easy. So what I did is I also bought some dumbbells so that I can uh, do some exercises that I typically do at the gym. So the access to equipment uh, made it easier for me to do some uh, simple exercises at home. And the fourth law is uh, satisfying. So I started uh, recording my weight at uh, regular intervals and I gave myself a small star whenever I uh, see a small drop in the weight, even if it's a few grams, I give, give myself an appreciation. And in about two months, uh, I came back to my original weight. So uh, I, I personally felt that uh, these simple uh, techniques, right, making it obvious, making it attractive, easy and satisfying, helps you to bring in uh, a lot of changes into your life. I quoted this example because it is easy to relate uh, for many people, but you can apply this in other aspects of your life as well. Fantastic. Phenomenal, Soro. Thanks for that. So now uh, let's come to the uh, uh, key takeaways from the book, right? For me, the one thing that really uh, made me feel like a bulb was uh, lit into my head was, was a note on anecdote about how Benjamin Franklin was trying to live by his virtues, right? Apparently, he had a small notebook with him and he had written down all the 13 virtues that he wanted to live by. Some of those were, you know, uh, lose no time, be always employed in something useful, avoid trifling conversation. So that, that was like phenomenally inspiring for me. So what is your number one or, you know, top one or one, two takeaways from the book? Something that okay, so, glue a bulb in, in your uh, <laughs> head. <laughs> the first one uh, to me is uh, habit stacking, where James Clear says that you, sh you should chain your habits together to make it easy to build more new habits. And I started experimenting with that. In fact, uh, uh, one new habit that I have started is uh, whenever I do my exercise or whenever I go for a walk, I used to listen to songs 
now i have started listening to audio books or audio podcasts when i go out for a walk or do an exercise so to me it's uh, uh, it's a mini stacking of uh, good habits i get to learn new things as well as i achieve my fitness goals and uh, the second uh, habit is uh, making uh, the inverse of uh, the third law i think uh, making bad habits difficult for example due to the nature of our job we end up spending a lot of time in front of computers or mobile devices so it is easy, so easy for you to get hooked to social media applications like whatsapp and facebook and linkedin though uh, you initially would want to spend only a few seconds but you end up spending at least a few minutes uh, every time you open these apps so what i the change that i brought in is uh, uninstall fa- facebook altogether unsubscribe from whatsapp groups where i'm not uh, getting benefited at all and i'm just getting uh, useless messages and i disabled all notifications of whatsapp uh, from my mobile phone uh, i even removed bookmarks of news portals and social media sites from my browser in my desktop so all of these uh, made it difficult for me to even access uh, social media websites so that uh, helps me to even lower my stress levels at, at the same time th- helps creates more additional time that could be spent on other tasks so those are the two habits or uh, changes uh, top top takeaways for 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 me one is uh, habit stacking and the number two is uh, making bad habits uh, difficult fantastic great sir i thought you will also talk about how you didn't end up binge watching you know uh, any of the <laughs> ott platforms over the lockdown but maybe that's for another conversation then great so any other closing remarks that you would like to uh, share uh, um, okay so whether your goal is to learn a new skill uh, or to lead a healthy life or to build new habits this book atomic habits enable you to change small and change often to achieve a long lasting success so uh, my uh, closing remarks would be for those of you who want to build long lasting habits in your life i want to quote uh, zig ziglar you don't have to be great to start but you have to start to become great and atomic habits helps you to start building good habits in your life great fantastic great talking to you saro thanks much for your time and i'm sure there are brilliant takeaways from this conversation and from the book as well for our audience thank you thanks for your time thank you madhavi i enjoyed uh, participating in this uh, short discussion and looking forward to have uh, many more such uh, discussions with you thank you